Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 11 of the No Bad Days podcast. I'm Taver. I'm joined here, as always, by my two good buddies, John Pace and Jordan Martin. What's up, boys? What's going on, fellas? What are, where are you at? Northwestern Ontario. Oh, in, so in the we're all in this. We're all in the same province, finally. Same time zone. Yeah, yeah. We're all we're all Ontarians in the Eastern time zone. That's uh, that's good news. Um, Johnny, what'd you do this week, dude? This week, uh, honestly, had a had a nice little weekend with myself. Uh, didn't really go out, didn't do much. I just, you know, took uh, took a few days, recoup. You know, we head back to school in a week now. Go back uh, next Wednesday. Next Thursday. Are you still doing your internship, Johnny? Next Thursday, we're leaving. We're not getting this mixed up well, again. I'm leaving next Wednesday to come to your house. That's okay. What I'm okay, good. <laughs> yeah. We're so getting that straight. That, that's when my journey to school begins is next Wednesday. This podcast is kind of a blessing because we're actually going to get this on record that you're coming to my house Wednesday, the 25th. Yes. And we're leaving Thursday, the 26th. Correct. Okay. You got good. that right, buddy. That's on record now. <laughs> I'll see you guys on Thursday then. Yes. You'll see us on Thursday. <laughs> you will. Well, for sure. Have Johnny. Yeah. I'll just be riding in on Taver's coattail. Yeah, I'll, but, I'll uh, Johnny will be on the roof by the time I get by the time we get there. But uh, can uh, can you guys make sure there's not 45 people in our house when we get back at 10 o'clock at night? Is that cool? <laughs> nah. just, can we just relax for a second? I don't think I can handle that again this year. Maybe bring our luggage in this time. <laughs> Last year when we showed up, <laughs> Johnny and I showed up at what was it like almost 10 o'clock at night driving all day and we we knew that there was a big party going on at our house so we had to pick up beers everyone on the way there but we had absolutely no room in the car so johnny had three cases of beer on his lap for the last like 10 minutes of the drive (laughs) and we got there we weren't we weren't even allowed to unpack the stuff from the car i think we grabbed like one thing each no the only thing we brought in was the beer (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, might have brought some of his shoes in, but that's it. Yeah, I might have not left those in the car, but yeah. So hopefully we don't have to run into that kind of stuff again this year. Yeah, the best part about that was, uh, like before we left and on the way there, because we only found out there was people at our house like when we're like an hour out or something like that, and we're the whole ride there. We're talking. We're like, you know what? Cause like coming from Canada, like COVID restrictions were pretty tight and <laughs> like, yeah, maybe we should, you know, social distance from the roommates and the two houses and the, the rest of the team for a little bit, just to, you know, make sure we're in the clear. Everyone's safe. We get back 40 people in our living room. Well, all right. Sure. That was the word. Like 
you talk about making promises to yourself and to each other and then not following through on them. That was a perfect example on the way there. We were like, okay, dude, like we can stick together and like make a pact that we're going to be safe and stuff. And then uh, we got there and it took us about 28 seconds to blow all that. Cause there's a full on party going on at our house. <laughs> yeah. As soon as we got that first Snapchat, we're like, well, I guess we got to stop at a gas station on the way in. Yeah. Cause we can't, <laughs> we can't show up empty handed. <laughs> that would just be rude. Right. <laughs> That would be rude. We're not rude, guys. No, we're we're the nicest people of all time. So, but yeah, no, we uh, we definitely didn't keep our promise. So this year, hopefully, Marty uh, doesn't throw a party at our house like last year. Yeah, way to go, <laughs> way to go, Jordan. I won't be doing nothing. I'm making a pack. We'll we'll make a new pack. No parties. Yeah, I just like that uh, easy on the sauce before Arizona, eh? <laughs> yeah. yeah, easy on the sauce until the day before. <laughs> Um. So, Marty, how's how's camp? And you're up at your—is it the grandparents' cabin or is it your whole family's cabin that you kind of share? We're at my grandparents' cabin, but I'm back at their house today in the town. Oh, nice! But it was good. Did some uh, quite a bit of fishing. Um, there's a fire ban here, so we didn't get to have any fires. But yeah, it's because the there's a bunch of forest fires in uh, northern Ontario there, right? So yeah, they've been yeah. bad. Yeah, that was the only crab park. I like to like to make some s'mores, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could have had a propane fire, but whatever. Um, Stove's looking good on that option, eh? <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, no- sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. Did you call it camp? Yeah, that's what we call it here. We don't call it a cabin. We call it going to camp. I don't call it a cabin either. I don't know. I call I, it a cottage. I, I, yeah, I like, cottage. yeah, I was going to say, like, we call it a cottage. And I've heard cabin, like all the Americans say cabin. And I guess people from Manitoba say cabin as well. And then I heard from a friend that uh, like way up North Ontario, they call it camp. They say like, instead of saying, I'm going to my cottage, they're like, I'm going to camp. Yeah. That's what we say. It's like, they're going to dev camp. (laughs) No, like here's how I, here's my breakdown of it. So if I, if I think of a, if I think of a cottage, I think of like more of like a house that's, next to a lake that has a boat and like that kind of stuff yeah but it's basically just a house near a lake when i think yeah, of a like, when i think of a, a cottage yeah. i th- like that's what normally what i would call a cottage when i think of a cabin i think of like a co- like my family has a cabin it's more of just like a very simple like almost like a shack sort of thing like it's just like very basic stuff and then it's also near a lake and you fish and stuff and then when I think of going to camp, I think like you're pitching a tent in the dirt and you're sleeping on the ground and you're living off the land. That's basically how I break it down. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. I mean, we're still, we're just like, yeah, I don't know. I've just been calling camp since I was a kid. And then it all changed when I moved to Manitoba where everyone was like, what the hell, what kind of camp are you going to? <laughs> My cabin. Sorry, guys. Yeah. And then if you say that here, they're like, a cabin like you're thinking of like shrek's outhouse like uh no it's a cotty yeah all oh, right we're, we're going to the cotty boys we're ripping yeah. cotty this weekend yeah rip it up lake muskoka yeah uh-uh. you guys want to go to the cotty <laughs> that's what that's what johnny says when he's from <laughs> yeah. uh-uh cotty weekend boys uh-uh <laughs> marty bro, marty bro, I, bro. I played i played with i played call of duty with johnny and his friends like two nights ago Oh and god! His... It was last night. No, what was it? Yeah. Oh no, it wasn't. No, it was two Sunday nights night. ago. Sunday, Sunday night. night. Yeah, 
right. And uh, and like hearing them talk to each other almost made my brain melt. Oh god, <laughs> I can only imagine. There's a lot like, of there's a lot of bros, broskies, kiddos. Uh, like gross. Like <laughs> go find something, they'd, they'd be like, "Ah, oh, here's the gun, kiddo," and then they'd be like, "Oh, handles, boys, handles." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" Not not quite story? with that accent. It's more like, like a handle. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I was like, "I was like, all right, <laughs> sick." I was like, uh, "I got a UAV." I think <laughs> I, I think they had. They're all like, "Are you guys all like those three? That you guys Italian? Like a shape Italian and those guys?" No, sh- no, shape's the only one in our friend group that's not Italian. But okay, like I don't know where we live is like you're either Italian or Croatian, and if you're anything else, you're a rare breed. But right. yeah, but like the stuff like you guys were taught, you guys started talking about your. I think it's your uncle, but you were you you call your uncle Zio, right? Yeah. So you guys, so they were talking. They're like, oh, just, we're just like going to Zio's house tonight, boys. Like ah, Hondos. <laughs> Where are you getting this accent from? I, that's just that's just my interpretation of how you guys are talking to each other. <laughs> oh, I played with them before too, and it was pretty funny. Yeah, sometimes we say like like Zio and Zia is how you say aunt and uncle in Italian, but like we'll call each other like Zio sometimes, like <laughs> <"Tub> Zio, Piquero, <laughs> <laughs> it's a it's a brosk. <laughs> um, like, I'm glad you lose that accent when you come to Superior. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, actually I I it's so weird. When I'm at school, like I get told I have the biggest Canadian accent of all time. I think I think I don't think you do. I don't think you do. I think that like just like some of like the time when you're using like your mannerisms and like it probably happens with all of us that's like we're so like I don't want to say like classic Canadian nice, but like you'll always be like, Oh yeah, like how are you doing? or like you know what I mean? Like you're kind of yeah. like, you're kind of like, like not over the top, but it just seems it it seems like you're, it's just the way you are. But it's like, you know what you know what I mean? It's hard to describe. No, I know what you mean. Like there's things that Canadians say, like, uh, yeah, no, for sure means yeah. yet means yes or, or like how or are you? How, yeah, how are you? Yeah, no means no, but you're saying <laughs> yeah. yeah at the but you're same saying time, yeah, like, no. No, that's like, not me. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is that? Like, you know what I mean? Or, or when you say like someone tells you something like shocking or like surprising news, you're like, fuck, eh? Like that's yeah. so Canadian, but yeah, like, that's exactly. just the reaction that we all have. <laughs> so that's that's kind of what I interpret it as. It's not. It's not like it's not like you, you're like, oh, yo, Canada, eh, bud? Like, uh, yeah, I'm gonna what have a. Like, there, <laughs> remember on the bus in Pittsburgh, we're all yelling out our Timmy's orders with the uh, like. <laughs> trying to do canadian accents we're all like i don't think i have any cooler there bud <laughs> yeah. hey remember remember johnny when we were talking about that family guy skate with the canadian ghost <laughs> that was we, actually hilarious we couldn't stop laughing Dude, we were pissing our pants and like everyone like i remember the coaches at the front of the bus like turning around like what the hell are these guys talking about but if uh just to put in the context for all our listeners the uh the Canadian ghost and family guy. You could you could YouTube it. He goes, boo, eh? <laughs> yeah. 
And you guys died on the bus. You guys, that was like four hours in a row that you guys were just ripping that joke off. Well, then yeah. we found that. Then we found that video of the. Remember the two Boston guys off the coast of the on the East Coast that caught that fish, but they didn't oh, know what yeah. kind of fish it was. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that this fish looked like an guy. alien. Jay, they're like, they're, Jay. Yeah, they're like, come on, Holy Jay. Shit, Jay. Holy shit, Jay! What kind of fish is that, Jay? Is that yeah. a dolphin, Jay? <laughs> Come on, Jay. Pull the boat around. We gotta get that thing. We gotta save it, Jay. It's Look, drowning. Yeah, yeah. He said the fish was drowning. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the meat on that thing, Jay. <laughs> hey, and that, and our assistant coach was absolutely loving that. Oh fish. yeah, he was like he was like pass it up here. We showed it to him, and he just yeah. the two oh, coaches yeah, at the front funny. were just dying laughing. Oh yeah, he was in tears. That was oh. pretty funny. But I on it at that point too. Like I think we were just overly tired because we had a sixteen-hour bus ride, and like our brains were just mashed potatoes at that point. Oh yeah, we were, we would laugh at anything. We were on the way home from Pittsburgh. We drove right through the night. We got home at like nine a.m. But like we stayed up to like five or six through a snowstorm. Yeah, we got delayed at the rink for what two hours. <laughs> yeah, like we were stuck yeah. at the rink. Our cars were all blocked in. We had to like literally camp out at the rink anyway. But like Johnny's. <laughs> Johnny's parents had given him a bunch of food in Pittsburgh to bring back with him. Oh like the God. most, the most Italian delivery of all time. Like I got, I'm not kidding. I got a full bag of ciabatta buns. I got a uh, two packs of prosciutto. Uh, and then I got three like massive cured sausages that were like different <laughs> flavors, but they bought them in the States. Cause you can't bring meat over the border. But so I was just like, it's like, 3 a.m we're driving it was through. later than that dude it was like four like yeah. it was almost we're, breakfast we're, time yeah we're, we we're driving through time. chicago yeah yeah we had zero sleep like maybe like a 15 minute power nap that was it i think it was and, us three us three and cuddy right yeah and we're, yeah. And we were bumping tunes at the at, on the bus and like <laughs> everyone else we had to keep them, yeah we had to keep them low because guys were getting pissed but i'm like i'm just making prosciutto sandwiches and like yeah. we're making jokes like who's got the mail anyone got a knife <laughs> anyone got a knife and then <laughs> and someone from the back of the bus that was trying to sleep was like no but i was just looking for one <laughs> <laughs> like super sarcastic <laughs> yeah. and the and the trip was so long that we had to have two bus drivers on the trip because they can only drive like a certain amount of hours eight hours i think <laughs> I remember when the first driver's shifts ended and they had a sleeping they had a bed in the back of the bus and he stood up and walked by everyone and this guy looked like he had just went through the absolute ringer so like he walks by and then i was just like man did that guy look like he just aged 70 years and everyone just erupts <laughs> laughing oh my, dude that guy looked like santa claus just did a hard 40 on the treadmill like when he got up oh, like it was insane i felt so bad for him too because we were like loud and he definitely wasn't able to sleep after that no, there's no chance, especially with the guys at the back of the bus and all that. No, not like, a ch- yeah, not a single chance. Not a chance. All, all you heard was AYO the whole time. <laughs> yeah, AYO. <laughs> That's three guys at the back. Yeah, anyway. just broken Russian in the back. <laughs> um, so I got a funny story from you for you guys this week. It's uh, for minor hockey players. Like my brother's uh, just turned 16, so he's still playing like midget. And it's like tryout season. So like, I'm sure you guys remember like tryout season, Um, like parents kind of get like a little uptight about, you know, how their kid's going to do. And they always want their kids to do really well. And so my mom, my mom went to see my brother's tryout on uh, Saturday night. And uh, 
she my dad and I were busy so we couldn't go and um she was texting us like like, <laughs> like he's, he, he's not he is not doing well he sucks. <laughs> and we're like oh god like that's not and she's sitting with other parents that like she knows and stuff and she's like he's not doing good and we're like oh god and then so so she get my brother gets in the car after and my mom starts to kind of like rip him a little bit like what were you doing out there and my brother's like i like mom i had two goals uh like what like i played really well and my mom's like no you're like you're the black you're the one with the black helmet like black pants and my brother's like uh mom uh i have a red helmet and red pants <laughs> she's like she's like no i saw 18 on the back of your helmet and she go and my brother goes no that wasn't me and and the worst part is the kid my mom was talking about was left-handed my brother my brother's a right-hand shot (laughs) oh my god (laughs) so she was watching the wrong kid the whole time that and then so finally at the end she kind of realized like oh what the hell that's that's not my like my son's over there and i guess one of the dads had told her that this other kid was my brother and it ended up not being so she was like all rattled for no reason ended up my brother playing super good so like i thought that was hilarious that's really something that my mom would do i feel like well normally my mom's dialed in too because like i remember like the most one of the most embarrassing things like i've ever had happen to me is um she came out to to watch me play juniors in bc and it was parents weekend and it was like all the moms would come out on the ice and like you give them a rose and stuff before the game and like take a picture and stuff. It was really cool. And then yeah, like during, during the game, I guess I wasn't playing very good. And there was a TV, like you had a TV timeout at 10 minute mark of the first period. So we're all standing by the bench and like all the moms are in like this press box up top and the <laughs> rink, the rink goes kind of quiet. And all I hear is like in her voice, come on, Troy, pick it up. And I look up and she's standing up yelling with my jersey. She has my jersey on, my my away jersey. So everyone's like looking at her and it says McTavish right on the back. So everyone knows that she's my mom and she's yelling at me during the game in this junior hockey game. I was like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Were your teammates just like, yeah, Troy? (laughs) (laughs) Literally, they'd be like, they're like, we were winning too. And they're like, I guess you got to pick it up, right? (laughs) Fuck off. Those boots, Troy. Yeah, I was like, oh my God, that's brutal. That's oh. pretty funny. That's classic hockey mom, though. It's just in their blood. Yeah, they're just yeah. competitive. It is, it is what it is. My mom's one of the most competitive people I know, like with anything. I remember, like, even if we're playing cards, like, she'll always, we'll play this game called Double Solitaire, where it's like you do solitaire on your own, but then, like, the cards, like the aces in the middle, the four aces, you can both play on them. And like she crushed me every time. So one time she crushed me so bad. And like we got to the last card, both put it down at the same time. But hers was first. So I just picked up all my cards and just whipped them at her. And I said, I was like, I'm done playing this game with you. And she, <laughs> and she was like, she was just rubbing it in my face for hours and hours on end. Just right in your ear. And you guys both know my mom too. Like she'll never let you live anything down. So it's like, <laughs> no, yeah. not a chance. That's, That's funny. funny. I have a, when I'm, me and my brother were watching our, uh, old vhs tape of us playing hockey mom we were like i was probably like six and he was eight but we played on the same team because my dad was coaching and my auntie is videotaping it and you could hear my mom yelling at me i can't even skate yet at this point barely like my ankles look broken like it's a tiktok they're like winged out (laughs) yeah 
on the and you can hear my mom go. You could hear her go, "Come on, Jord!" <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> I can't even skate yet. <laughs> I, re- <laughs> I love. That's I love competitive nature of a mom. My favorite, like, is like I don't know if the same thing probably happened to you guys. Like when you're playing junior, you're not at home, and so like your parents don't get to see you after the games. Yeah. So yeah. like I would always like if I knew I didn't play that good, I would just like literally be dreading to look at my phone after the game. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's how it was though. If you played good, you got a phone call or a text. If you yeah. played like shit, your phone was empty. <laughs> yeah. So I so I remember my second last game of, of junior, I was um like I, I don't know what it was, but I was like telling myself that I wanted to have like one one fight in my twenty year old year. Like I'd fought a couple times before but I hadn't fought that year yet. And I, so I was like, Hey, I'm going to get, I'm going to get in a fight in the last, like before the 10 minute mark. So I don't have to miss the next game. And so there's a video of it. I, I like, I dropped my gloves with this guy. We, we grabbed each other, like threw maybe one punch each. And then as he's throwing a punch, it like looks like he connects right in my jaw as I step on his stick on the ice. And it looks like he just KOs me. Right. So I'm like, like that's not that's a tough way to go out so i go off the i go off the ice i get undressed watch the rest of the game no text no text i'm like shit like that's not a good sign (laughs) then my mom texts me you're such a fucking idiot (laughs) like she's like you know how bad that made you look you look like you just lost that fight i'm like oh sorry mom she's like yeah, like it. I don't. I don't care if you fight or not. Just like if you're gonna fight, like just make sure you win next time. <laughs> At least win. <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh my god, like, sorry. <laughs> As if my ego wasn't already bruised enough from just stepping on a stick in front of 1,200 people and looking like I got KO'd. <laughs> I, I, uh, oh, I wasn't gonna say it. Like I, I feel that so much. Like the, if you have a good game. You just wait to like for them to tell you good game, and if you don't, I had like yeah. a twenty minute drive home to yeah. my billet house, and I would just like sit there, just drive <laughs> some sad music. Yeah, I'm gonna put I'm I'm gonna put some James Blunt, "You're Beautiful" on on the way home. <laughs> You're beautiful. A lot of the time, it it happens, a lot of the time, it comes out the next morning too, like. <laughs> yeah. like you'll wait and then you'll call them to check up and see how things are going the next morning and then you'll get the whole spiel on how you didn't play good and you're like oh well, yeah. i already put that game behind me i would have rather heard this last night than they're always like so what happened last night <laughs> yeah like you know you're like yeah i don't know i played like yeah. shit hey you're like well, well here's where i went wrong <laughs> <laughs> That's the you get worst. on a Zoom with them and you're watching video. <laughs> you, you face, yeah, you Zoom them. They have like your clips all picked out. They're like, see? Yeah. What the hell are you thinking here? <laughs> get the puck out. Get the puck out. Yeah. So you got to angle him like this. <laughs> yeah. My, my mom's like, not really like, that's more my dad with like the texting and all that. But I remember like my mom, she's like the sweetest person of all time. Um, but like yeah she's got a little edge to her sometimes but uh i remember one game uh the this forward dumped the puck in and it was on my partner's side so i came over from the other side he beat me to the puck but i just finished my hit right from behind right between the shoulder blades like head first 
nose just crushed the boards, right? Because we're, we're wearing visors and his nose bleeding all that. And I turn around, I drop my gloves because I thought someone was going to come kill me. <laughs> no, one's, no, no one's no there. One's and I'm like, I'm like looking around. I'm like, oh, like that's, that's embarrassing. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then the refs come in and then a bunch of guys from the other team come in and I just start calling me a loser or whatever. I'm like, all right, yeah. sh- sure. And you're standing there trying to shake yeah. hands with everyone. <laughs> yeah. Like sounds good. All right. Way, way to come in now. But that's- but I remember like going up in this because my parents were at the game and I remember up going in the stands and uh, the kid I hit, he actually played spring hockey with my older brother, like when they were younger. So my parents knew his parents and they were sitting together at the game. <laughs> I get up there and that kid's parents move away from my parents. <laughs> <laughs> when I get up there. No way. Yeah. And my mom looks at me. She's like, that wasn't very nice, John. <laughs> <laughs> You ruined a friendship, but, but then my my dad's just like kind of giving me props. He's like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> There's this. I gotta tell you this. Talking about like hockey parents reminds me of this story of like a prank that um, I pulled when I was like 16. We were uh, my team made it to like the provincial championships, like for all of Ontario. So how it worked is like it was like a week long tournament. You got a week off school. You got to go to a ter- like a hotel in Toronto with all your friends and. And you played like one game a day for the whole week. And then like you made it to the finals or whatever, if you could. So we had a lot of downtime in the hotel, obviously. And we had this like hospitality room, which is like a big kind of like ballroom area that like each team had one. And we were in there eating, uh, eating lunch one day. And we had this guy on our team and his dad was just like a, like an absolute beauty. Like he would do anything for any of us. Like when we made it to the playoffs, he got his head like, he got a, like a nice fade, but then he got our team logo like carved in the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> like he's such a good guy and everything, but he was like super, like super, like intense and a, like you know, his, you know, if his son didn't play good, he'd tell us like be, be like that. He's a competitive guy, yeah. and so, and he was super into his kid trying to go to like the O or the Q and play major junior hockey, right? So I remember we were sitting there after one of our afternoon games eating lunch, and none of the parents were in there and it was just all of us. And I was like, I was like, Hey, uh, what's your, what's your dad's phone number? And he's, so he gave me the phone number. And so I looked up, uh, I remember I looked up the, the GM of some random team in the QMJHL and I got the GM's name. <laughs> and so I called his dad. Right. So I'm sitting there on the phone, all the boys are around me. So I'm like, super like focused. I'm like, I'm like, Hey, uh, is this uh, Mr. So and So? And he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's up? I'm like, hi, it's uh, So and So from the uh, Drummondville Voltagers of the QMJHL. How's it going? And he's like, uh, um, it's it's going really good. Like, <laughs> like how's just it? leaving the gym? Yeah, he's like, he's like, how's it going? Like, what's yeah. what's up? I just finished and, my health sprint. So I'm like, I'm like, <laughs> I felt so bad after. So I'm like. Yeah, I'm I'm here at the provincial championships uh watching your son play and I'm actually really impressed with what I see. You know, he's a, like really impressing me. I think uh you know would he be interested in maybe coming to the to the queue next year? And he's like, "Yeah, yeah. No, like my son's fully in." Like the, and his son's sitting beside me, right? At the table. So his son's dying yeah. laughing and this dad so I go on for like 5 or 10 minutes talking to him like 
getting like the most random information i'm like so like uh what do you do for for a living and like having a, like a yeah, genuine I'm, I'm like having a genuine adult conversation with them and i'm like okay so uh yeah anyway thank you very much we'll we'll, we'll keep in touch we'll keep watching uh, your son and uh, yeah thanks for your time and he's like thanks yeah thank you so much for calling so we hang up right and so everyone's laughing we're like ah whatever it's all over yeah. two minutes later this dad comes sprinting into the hospitality room where we're all sitting and he's like, hey, guess what just happened? I just got off the phone with the GM from the Drummondville Voltagers. And, and, and so everyone's like, Ooh. and so we all start dying laughing. And at this point, I, I no longer found it funny because like, and so his son goes, you know, that was just Troy calling you, right? And he looks at me and he goes, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> and he just, and he like goofingly like chased me around the hotel. And I was like trying to like dodge him and stuff. That's and I just funny. hook line and sinkered him the whole time. <laughs> just deke him out. That's a hilarious prank. We should do that this year with someone. Yeah, I think that'd be pretty funny. There was a, yeah. in that same tournament, um, the refs stayed in the same hotel with us and they had their own room too. And we were, we, we were getting bad calls, like, a couple of games. Like, and so me and a couple of the boys, we were chilling one day at the hotel, and the refs were in their room. And you could walk through their room to get to the lobby. And we went in there with, like, like sunglasses on and our sticks turned upside down and walking through there like we were blind. <laughs> Basically telling them that they fucking, like, they were sucking at the whole, like, they were sucking the whole tournament. And they were pissed, but they didn't know what team we were from, so it was, it was fine. But yeah. yeah, you guys are wearing your full track trackies with your number on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah they, number. They're like, Name, yeah, eighteen. On the shoulder. You're done, buddy. Like, oh. Yeah, you're getting a ten right off the bat. Yeah, yeah you're getting a ten from warm up. See you later, buddy. Anyways, uh, that was pretty yeah. funny. Um, I guess we can confirm that we will have our first guest on the podcast this week, boys. So let's get a couple of claps claps for ourselves. Couple snaps, couple snaps. Um, Yeah. So uh, we're really excited to have our inaugural uh, guest. I guess the boys, the other boys in the, in the hockey guys group didn't really count as official guests. So this week we're having our first official guest. Um, Her name's Lindsay Eastwood. She's a professional hockey player in the NWHL, which is the national women's hockey league. And, uh, you know, we're really excited to have her on. So should we send it over to her interview, boys? Let's do it. All right. Send it over to Lindsay. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first ever official guest interview on the No Bad Days podcast. Today's guest has been a friend of mine since I was about, you know, eight or nine years old when we played on the same hockey team. She's a former Division I hockey player as well as a, com- a current professional hockey player with the Toronto Six franchise of the National Women's Hockey League. It is our pleasure to welcome Lindsay Eastwood to the podcast. Hey, Lindsay, how's it going? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm uh, happy to sit down and chat with you guys. It's a pleasure, oh, Lindsay, yeah. as always. It's been, a, it's been a while since we talked, actually, though. When was the last time I saw you? Probably at one of the summer skates a couple of years ago, hey? Yeah, probably. We used to carpool the power yeah. skating in the summer. It's probably the last time, a couple yeah, years ago. That was quite a while ago, but it's always good to catch up with an old friend. Um, I mentioned at the start that that we kind of we played together um, when we were younger, and uh, obviously, like we played boys hockey together. But I kind of was wondering, like, what what made I guess you and your your parents made the decision to play boys hockey? Like, how did you guys come across that? 
Yeah, well, I actually started out in girls hockey and I was playing and I'm I'm pretty tall, so precursor, I'm six foot tall. So I was always tall growing up and uh, I did pretty well on the girls side. So they would put me up with the older age group and then eventually they kind of wanted to put me back to my own age at like peewee. And I was, wasn't really, didn't really want to do that. Felt like I would maybe dominate a little too much. I wanted to be challenged a little bit more. So uh, my dad uh, brought up the idea of going over to the boys side and I was all over it. I went to school with a couple of the, the guy hockey players. So um, thought that would be fun. So made the jump and me being bigger than the average girl, it definitely helped my case since there was hitting and all that good stuff over there. So yeah, I made the jump and um, it was definitely a good decision. You know, made friends like Troy and, uh, and no, I definitely pushed myself, got a new, you know, new look at the game from like a physical side of things and, uh, and definitely made me a better player for sure. Right. How long, how long did you uh, play boys hockey for? It was only for a couple of years. So it was like major peewee and minor bantam. So it was only two seasons. And then I went back over to the girls side. Right. Um, you, you mentioned your dad there and your dad's like one of the funniest guys I've ever met. Like he coached, he coached us, I think with my dad. So our, yeah. our dads were both coaches together and like some of the stuff that your dad would say and like they, they like him and my dad would both get each other riled up on the bench. And so like, <laughs> like they're both like super like intense competitive guys. And I remember like one time they'd like, <laughs> they were both getting on this referee and then it ended up like my dad kind of threw a water bottle and like a whole thing got suspended. <laughs> so Lindsay's dad had to kind of take over the bench for a few games while my dad got a little suspy there. So that's a little bit of background on her dad. He's hilarious. Um, oh, I remember Lindsay, remember when he used to call all of us the same name? <laughs> yeah. Hey boo. Yeah. So this, so her, her dad didn't like, he's not the best with names. Right. Like, and so like in the spur of moments, like he'll, he'll like screw up someone's name and like, then you won't know who's talking to you. So he just referred to everyone on the team as boo. Right. <laughs> just like that Canadian ghost. Eh? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so boo, he, eh? yeah. So he'd be like, he'd be like, Boo, you're going. And he'd like be coaching the D and then everyone would look back and be like, like Dave, what the hell? Who who's Boo? And he'd be like, you, you go. <laughs> uh, the, the best, the best was one time, I don't know, we weren't playing too well or something. And after the game, he comes in and he and he's giving us like the whole team the gears and he goes, you guys better bring your nuts best next game and all this and going off. And like, obviously I'm a girl and don't have nuts. And so <laughs> the next game, the next game, uh, coach Kev comes in with a thing of peanuts and he's like, here you go, Lindsay. Like <laughs> yeah. you guys brought your nuts. Like, we were like 13 years old, 12 years old. Like that doesn't fly anymore. That's for sure. It was so funny. Like, especially cause it's her dad saying that too. And then we're all like, like what the hell like you <laughs> yeah so, so then my dad my dad turned it into a joke and bought this big thing of peanuts and started feeding Lindsay peanuts before the game so she could bring her nuts too i guess or something like that that is awesome it was so funny um That's but I, I was gonna say Lindsay, um you mentioned kind of like the you kind of got used to playing like more physical when you played with us um just because we were allowed contact and obviously there's not like people say that there's no contact in girls hockey, but really when you watch a game, there's like tons of physical interactions. I'd say just maybe not like open ice hits. Maybe Um, I would say like 
when you transitioned back to girls, did you find that playing with the boys like kind of gave you like that physical edge maybe? Yeah, definitely. It was definitely a transition. I had to, you know, like I keep going back to it. I'm, I'm huge. So like people run into me and I'll get a penalty. So like if right. I gave an extra little anything, then I'm getting a penalty, you know? So, and, and like you said, it's still definitely physical, but just in a different way. So like you can rub out on the boards, but definitely can't hit open ice hit. And I mean, I'm, I'm not proud of it, but I have gotten some hefty penalties and a suspension like the year after really? playing, uh, <laughs> playing boys, because you know, you're going, I'm a defense. So one-on-one and some, someone tries to dangle you, what are you supposed to do? Take the body. Right. Right. Then, right. Exactly. That's what you're, that's what you're taught. Yes, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm always, I'm always curious to ask, um, you know, would you like, why do you think there isn't contact in girl in girls hockey? Like what, what do you think is like the biggest, like, cause I would, I would say like, you could say that there's like a size difference, but between like girls, there isn't that big of a discrepancy in size, like nothing, like the, nothing that you wouldn't find in guys hockey either. Right. So. Yeah. You know, that's a good question. Like, I think it just goes back and like, that's just always been the way it is and it's never switched up. Like I know, like even in like, they're, they're trying to save like head injuries and stuff like that. They're trying to take out fighting and in the guys game and stuff. Right. So I think it's just a matter of like keeping it as safe as possible. I think, you know, trying to stay away from those open ice areas and and just kind of keep it to, you know, rubbing out and stuff like that and and using your body in other ways uh, to protect the puck or or whatnot. So, yeah, I I, I don't know exactly uh, why, but I mean, you get used to it. We figure out ways how to play and it's, it just makes the game a little different too, from the guy's game too, in that sense. Yeah, I guess that's, that's a good point. Um, but like, would you, like, if you think if like the, all the girls nearly took a poll, like, do you think that they it would be voted in to have more contact than there is right now? Or do you think that everyone's kind of happy with how the game is? I think people, I think definitely people would want more contact. I mean, even just like, it doesn't even, I don't think it would even change the game that much. It would just be like a matter of less penalties. Right. Like it happens. And then, you know, it's two minutes here. You can't do anything. Can't even touch someone. You're going to penalty some games depends on the refs. But I think that that's more so what it would take away. Like, I don't think anyone's going to be laying anyone out like crazy all the time if we did have actual hitting, but. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. Um, so the next thing, like the next step in your, well, I guess we can talk about when you like, so you played in the PWHL, which is like an Ontario based league, but it's all around Ontario. And like a good comparison, I guess, would be like playing junior A for the boys. I would, I would assume, right? Yeah, it's technically the junior for girls. I mean, there's two teams in Ottawa and then the rest are all in like the GTA. Great. Most yeah. Far as like Windsor. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's like mostly like Southern Ontario, Ottawa, Toronto kind of thing and everywhere kind of in between and around. Um, So basically, just to give some context, would if you were looking to play college, which most most girls like that's their goal, um, that's kind of the league that you would try to break into. And that's kind of where you played. Right. Yeah, definitely. I'd say it's probably the best. Like, I guess it's still considered minor hockey, minor female minor hockey league or junior league or you know, whatever league it is, there's the PWHL and the JWHL, which is the prep school league. And so that's like more so like, it's kind of, you got to do a lot of traveling for those in that league, but uh, it's the same with the PW if you're from Ottawa, GTA, they had it good out there, but 
Yeah, no, it's definitely one of the the top leagues in the one of the a good stepping stone if you're trying to go to university or play D1 or D3 or even uh, I guess U Sport how they call it. Right. So so then when you played there, you ended up committing to Syracuse. Is that correct? Yes, sir. So um, like how how did the recruiting process go for you while you were playing? Like you played in the PN, which is in a team based in Ottawa. So like how did the how did the recruiting process go for you? Yeah, so when as soon as I hopped over to girls, I went to a couple showcases. So I was like 14. And I started getting letters in the mail and they do like the, you know, they want to know about you and all that. They can't really say like they can't reach out until I think you're in like actually grade 11 or 12 at that point. So I was just uh, I was getting a couple like they were talking through my coach and saying, you know, we want to talk to Lindsay. Can you ever give us a call and whatnot? So uh, by grade 10, I was going on a number of visits, checking out a bunch of schools. And my dad actually, uh, he um, forced me to go visit Syracuse. And I was like, <laughs> oh, Syracuse is only three hours away. I'm from Ottawa. So three hours away from Ottawa. I was like, I, I go there to go shopping. Like, I'm not going there. And so right. eventually, like, we went and, like, literally, I fell in love with the school. And not, then I went on a couple other visits after that to other schools. I wanted to exhaust all my options before, make sure I was making the right choice. And nothing really lived up to Syracuse for me. So it was uh, in grade 11, I committed, verbally committed, and uh, never looked back. It was the best. I got five years out of it. Best five years of my life, I'd say, to this point. That's awesome. Um, I was I was going to ask, uh, Syracuse, like, technically isn't like a traditional hockey like division one hockey school like they don't have a division one men's program yet like i assume they'll have one in the future because they're a big big sports school like that i was just wondering like how was that did that play into part of your decision to go to kind of like a newer hockey type school rather than going to like a more like established hockey school you would put it that way i guess well i guess like the advice that I got from everyone during that recruiting process was like, don't go to school just for hockey. Like make sure you're going for your education or in in a place that you can actually enjoy, not just, you know, don't just be there for hockey. So I really wanted to go to like a bigger school. And to me like that, it's, I guess it's like a middle of the road, like not too big, not too small, but to me, it felt like a bigger school. So I want to go to a bigger school and then I wanted to, to take journalism and they have one of the best, uh, journalism communication schools in the in the country so that was a huge drawing factor for me and and probably the main reason why I went and then it was it was close close enough to home for me and um so yeah and then I loved it so it 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 all made sense hockey kind of was second fiddle to me um you know I wanted to go and, and obviously play hockey and and be a part of a good team and um Syracuse is pretty promising it felt like we were we were on the up and up and we were gonna be good by the uh you know, in, in the coming years and have a good shot at it. And another thing is, so we're played in the CHA. And, and so if you win your conference, you get an automatic bid into the tournament. So right. I was like, that's easy, like easy money. Let's just win their conference. And then we're off to the NCAA. <laughs> so that was definitely, uh, definitely a big drawing factor as well to, to get me there. It's, you know, I mean, not that it's easy to win your conference, but it, it's, uh, we were at one of the top teams. So it definitely, uh, definitely was intriguing. That's that's super cool. Yeah, um, that's sweet. Oh, you're back, Jordan. That's perfect. Um, I'm back. Here we are. <laughs> so, I don't I don't know exact. Maybe you could explain explain it. But when you were there at Syracuse, you were dealt some sort of news with uh, like a a medical condition that you had, right? Where you weren't 
supposed to be playing hockey anymore. Could you maybe just touch on that and like kind of what you did in the meantime and then part of your like recovery on how how you ended up making it all the way back to, to playing? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. So it's almost, I think, six years to the day now. Uh, so I was just about to head to Syracuse or like, the, you know how it is, like the orientations and all that and you're a freshman. Uh, so I was heading there, it was a week, week out and I started getting like this pain in my, in my side and had no idea what it was. thought I pulled a muscle in my like intercostals and my ribs there. And then turns out it was blood clots in my lungs. And, uh, so they had to, no I had to go on, go on blood thinners and I had no idea why or how I got them. Uh, it's kind of, it was just a freak, uh, incident. And then, um, so I was on thinners still got to go. I went a little bit late. I wanted to make sure I was okay. And I was actually up and moving at that point. It's a pretty scary time. And then uh, the doctor told me, well, it's going to be about three to six months. We want you on the blood thinners. And, and, you know, it's not too safe to be playing contact sports on blood thinners. If you get a cut, especially hockey, like it all takes one skate hitting your leg in the wrong spot or whatever. You hit your head and get internal bleeding. It it can be pretty dangerous. So they didn't want me um, playing on blood thinners for obvious reasons. And then, uh, so I thought it was going to be three to six months and then I was going to be off these thinners. And I was honestly, I was banking on that November date and I was going to like, I was <laughs> allowed to go on the ice alone, no pucks, full equipment. Nobody else is allowed to be on the ice. It's some crazy rules. So I'm like out there bag skating myself alone, like ready to go. Like I was like, I'm not missing this year. And uh, then that, that three month checkup came around and uh, they found out that I had developed this autoimmune condition called antiphospholipid syndrome. So it's, um, it, I guess it just makes your blood clot easier. And they, like I said, they still no idea why I had it. And the, the doctor told me, uh, it's going to be about 5% chance you'll be on blood thinners for the rest of your life. So, and obviously I knew that meant no more hockey. And that was the first thing that, that my mind went to, but I was like, I'm not ready to not be an athlete yet. Like I'm just getting going. Like I finally get to go and play yeah. university. And- yeah, exactly. So I, uh, I looked at other options. My dad found this program, uh, called row to the podium Canada. So rowing is a, a late entry sport and they like tall uh, athletes. And uh, so I, I tried out for this, this program, I guess you'd call it. And uh, I did well and they they wanted me in their program and they were going to make me uh, a rower. And so then I, uh, I tried out for the Syracuse rowing team and uh, made the team in the second, in my second semester of uh, freshman year, but I, ne- I never got in a boat but I was training with them. So I was like, all right, I guess I'm a rower now. <laughs> and, uh, and tried, cool, actually. <laughs> I tried this rowing thing. It was, it was insanely hard. Like, you know, hockey is like, you work hard to play hard. Rowing yeah. is like, you work hard to work hard. Like right. there's no fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's just like pure stamina. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Were you on a team? Was it a team like rower or were you by yourself? I was in at university. I think they only have eights and fours. So I never okay. actually got on the boat, but when I went home that summer, I was, you know, pursuing this growing stuff and <laughs> I, uh, I was in singles and I like going in the Ottawa river. And if anyone knows Ottawa river is a little polluted. Yeah. It's and, not uh, the best <laughs> swimming spot in the world. <laughs> yeah. So you don't want to fall in there. And, uh, I, yeah. I actually did never fell in there, but I, I did fall in a couple of times elsewhere. Uh, but yeah, then almost a year, a year out, I, uh, I went for my annual checkup to make sure everything's good. And, you know, the doctor, the Syracuse really wanted me to keep getting these, these like blood work done to make sure everything's still checking out. Cause you don't want to be on blood thinners. You don't have to be, but so the doctor goes, you know, Lindsay, don't get your hopes up. 
you know, it's less than 5% chance this is ever going to change. Like, we'll do it, but just so you know. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, you know what? Like, I finally embrace this. This is my life now. Like, whatever. Yeah. And then uh, I go, and then it turns out it reversed itself out of nowhere. And they don't know how. I don't know why. I don't ask questions. I've never gotten my test again. And wow. I got off dinners the next week, and I called my coach. I said, I'm back. And he's like, get on the ice. So I wow. uh, that is awesome. Year. I came back, yeah. That's crazy. That's pretty, pretty inspirational. I, you like didn't want to give up and went on to rowing. Like, thank yeah. I feel awesome. like I feel like for us, if we're if we were told we weren't playing hockey anymore, I think that would be it, eh, boys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I just don't know what I would do. Yeah, that's. Uh, yeah. Go ahead, Johnny. I, no, I was just gonna say I can't even think of one thing. <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I kind of yeah heard about, maybe I kind of heard about that. St- that story because i think like there was like a little bit of a um news story on it in in ottawa like and from being from here i obviously knew who you were and um was rooting for you to come back but i didn't really know any of the details so that's kind of a a crazy story and then like when you finally just well when you're finally allowed to get back on the ice like how was how was that like were you kind of off the ice for such a long time that it took you a while to shake the rust off and kind of get back into the swing of things yeah, for sure. It was, uh, you know, I was staying in shape rowing, but right. we all know, like, Definitely. if you're, it's a totally different game when you're getting in shape on the ice versus off the ice. Right. So right. we were, uh, we were getting big skated at the beginning of the year and I was just so happy to be out there. Like I'd never want to do like a Herbie, just like yeah. suicides, like yeah. so bad in my life. And right. I told my, my coach that it was probably the biggest mistake I ever <laughs> yeah he's like yeah. Oh, okay perfect <laughs> yeah. i was yeah, in the was... practice plan anyways <laughs> yeah 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 i was just so happy to be back out there and i remember uh like my first game back i was like shed a tear stepping on the ice like never thought i'd actually get to wear the the syracuse orange jersey uh ever so that was a pretty special moment and my coach like right off the hop like he never uh he gave me every opportunity and chance he could give me like I, I, you know, first was, okay, I want to get a shift. Like I want to actually play. And then it was like, all right, uh, like I want to get on the penalty kill and then it's the power play. And, you know, it was by Christmas time, I was, I was doing it. I was on all of those. Right. And so it was, it was, uh, he gave me a lot of opportunity and, and he didn't, uh, you know, he, he believed in me. And so that was pretty, pretty awesome. Cause I definitely, if he just, you know, let me back on the team to be a practice player, then that would have been, a little different story here and we probably wouldn't be talking to you guys so right, right yeah it's, uh, you got i gotta give them kudos for i think i was i think actually i was at one of your first games back Lindsay, because i think like um my ex-girlfriend used to play in the same conference and i remember i was there at your school watching you guys play and i think it was i think it was like your first or not maybe not your first game back but it was like one of the first games in your first year and I remember I was talking to your dad in the stands and he was just so proud of like, cause he's such a, he's such a hockey guy. And like, you know, that's all that he ever really wanted was for you to kind of attain your goals. And I remember talking to him and he was kind of just getting emotional about like how, how proud he was that you actually were able to make it all the way back and kind of attain that goal of playing again. So that was just really cool for me to kind of be there and see it. And then obviously um, you did pretty well for yourself at Syracuse um judging from where you are now yeah so (laughs) um to touch on that so 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 the transition from college to pro um 
The new, the is that so- something? Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, is that something that you always wanted to do? Like, did you ever think about pro hockey while you were doing that? Or, Well, so for girls, like, the it's it, it's changing now, I think. I think we're finally getting to a place where, you know, you grow up dreaming of playing professional. And when you're in, when I was in high school, you know, my, my thoughts were always, okay, uh, go to university, play for Team Canada under 18, or, you know, the dream. And big dream was Olympics. That ship sailed. But, you know, that was that was always like the goals growing up. And and then when I got to university, you know, I start seeing that there's opportunities to play, not necessarily like for, you know, only Team Canada, like after after university. So, um, you know, I explored a lot of those options. I thought about going to Europe. Um, there's the NWHL, the PWHPA. And uh, so I explored all my options and, uh, you know, I, I wasn't ready to, to not play yet. I hang them up. I, I, my uh, dream job and goal is to be a sports broadcaster and want to be a hockey analyst one day or host or something on TV. So, you know, I think uh, I wanted to keep playing for a few years and, and hopefully help that would help uh, my post hockey career as well. So I, uh, yeah, things kind of fell into place last summer with, um, with the six and it, it's uh, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm excited to go back for next year. Yeah. So and there, sorry, go, go ahead. ahead. Yeah. The, the six is, is the Toronto six is like, is that the newest team in that, in the NWHL or is it, it's, it's a relatively new league as a whole, I think. Right. But they're like a brand new um, franchise, I guess. Right. Yeah. This is season seven and this is uh, our second season in the league. So last year was our inaugural season um, and the only Canadian team in the league out oh, of wow. uh, six teams. So it was uh, pretty exciting for us, but this year's going to be better. I'm hoping. I mean, last year kinda, <laughs> we had to go into, yeah, I had to go into a bubble, so I didn't really get a real season or anything out of it. So this year should be a little better. Get to play at home and you know actually em- embrace it all. Uh, uh, Lynn, uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> that always happens. Yeah, yeah. Uh, go ahead, uh, Lindsay. Uh, it's funny. Um, we actually have a mutual friend. So one of my trainers plays for the Toronto Six, uh, Taylor oh, Woods. Oh, right on. Yeah, and I was uh, when I found out you were coming on, I gave her a little text, and uh, she said to ask you about the pants you wore to on game day. <laughs> that rings a bell. Yeah, well, I got a little superstitious, so we uh, I only brought a couple outfits to the bubble we were only there for supposed to be there for two weeks so we um I we started winning and I had to keep wearing my leather pants so <laughs> was, uh, the leathers were ready to be burnt by the end of that that week but <laughs> yeah yeah she said to ask you about that and then she also said some kind words that you know you bailed her out a few times on on some plays so yeah. uh yeah she spoke pretty highly of you yeah, uh, she's a, she's a beast. She's going for the woman's record there for the back squat. So yeah, is well, she really? Yeah, I was I was working out with her today. She was like she had three plates and like a twenty five on. Like she she'll she, I think she deadlifts over five hundred pounds, something like that. It's insane. Yeah, she, dumb, she would dummy she would dummy me in the gym then. Oh yeah. Oh she yeah. Dummy me too. No, she dominates in there. Yeah, she's awesome. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. somehow i always get paired up with her too during workouts last year oh like, yeah we're gonna have to switch these like <laughs> yeah. go somewhere else T yeah. like yeah she's <laughs> putting everyone to shame over there <laughs> yeah yeah Jordan, did you have something 
Yeah, I was going to say, Lindsay, I heard a, a little rumor that you might have scored the first goal in franchise history for the six. <laughs> I did. I did. How Pretty was that? Cool. Yeah, that was a cool moment. Uh, we were, uh, I guess we, we we lost our first game and then it was the second game we we uh, finally got on the board. So that was pretty cool. I couldn't believe, like, I didn't realize how big of a deal it was. I just was pumped. We, we finally got on the board for the first time. And, <laughs> and then I get on, go on uh, my phone after and my phone's just blowing up. I had like DMS from like TSN. Like I had an interview on Sportsnet, and like people are telling me Holy. they're seeing my highlights. I'm like, this is crazy. That was pretty That's cool. Unreal. So basically did you get the puck or did they take it? I have the puck. I have oh, the puck. But right I think it's, it's right. good for the team, though. We got to find a good spot for it. That thing's got to go to the Hall of Fame in Toronto. No, <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> for the team in Toronto, that'd be that'd be wild, eh, Lindsay? Oh my god, that'd be crazy. Okay, so we'll start a petition on the podcast that we got to get that puck into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, put it beside <laughs> put it beside Sid's golden goal puck. Yeah. Everybody, everybody listening, DM the Hall of Fame on Insta. Yeah, That's get, super get cool, in their ear. Get in their ear. That was so, like, I I guess you said you didn't realize like the magnitude of that when it happened, but like that's something like forever for however long that franchise is going to be around. Like that's something that you could never take away from you. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something that someone can just come and and do again. It's like that that's going to be the record forever now, which is kind of cool to think about. Yeah, that's, yeah, cool. that's, that's cool. amazing. Did yeah. and I, I saw on your Instagram like a few maybe like a month or two ago that um someone sent or i forget who it was that sent you but they sent you like a nice like engraved stick or something like that with uh with the the milestone on it yeah yeah i have a partnership with true hockey so they take uh, really good care of me and they sent me a stick and they put you know it's a true stick with the six colors and put first uh toronto six goal so that was pretty cool really really nice of them that's awesome that's amazing that's sweet um one thing that if you could touch on it, it would be awesome. Like I know that last year wasn't necessarily like a regular year and you guys were in the bubble for a bit and then you're out of the bubble and then you played again after, but what, what kind of, what, what does your day like day to day look like when you're playing for the, for the six? Like, what do you do um, from like the time you wake up to like practice to after practice to like the time you go to bed, if you could just touch on that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So last year, like you said, it was a little different. We were in a little bubble there, but I think uh, for the most part, so I I work actually a full-time job. So I have my day job. I work nine to five for a marketing agency. I'm a producer for them. And so I do that during the day and then we go to practice. Uh, Usually it's like 830, I think is practice time a couple times a week and work out before that. And then uh, we make sure that they make sure that the games are all on the weekends. People have have their jobs right so unfortunately we're, we're working towards it and we're making we're making steps towards it but we're uh we're trying to make it sustainable wages here to play in the nwhl and to play professionally i know it's um like right now like my salary isn't enough to live off of so i do have to have another job so uh luckily like my team the team like take took care of me and made sure that i was i was set up with a job and we have like recruiters to help girls and you know, my, my employer, like they're at critical mass. They're awesome. They know Like they love that I play hockey and, you know, if I need to take the day off, like they're, they're cool about it. And so it's, uh, it's, they're really supportive, which is great. Cause I know some places aren't as supportive about it. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So we're working towards it. Hopefully one day we won't have to work and we can make a sustainable wage. Yeah. That, that would be, 
That would be incredible. I'll sign but, that. We'll sign that petition. Yeah, that's, that's something day. that everyone, because I don't know, like yeah. a lot of people probably haven't seen a, like a, like a women's hockey game in general, but if you tune into like, I don't know, like a world champion, I know the world championships are starting or they're already going. Um, if you tune into a game, they're, they're like elite level athletes that are, that are just as skilled as the guys. It's just on a different, uh, it's just not as publicized, I guess you would say, as, as the men's game is. But I mean, like you said, hopefully one day we can get to the place where, where you guys can um, make a acceptable living off playing professionally. Yeah. Um, so like you said that you work a nine to five, but I, I've seen that you do, do you guys, do you have a podcast of your own or do you like you and a friend from, from Syracuse, right? You guys do some stuff on the side. Maybe just touch on that a little bit. Plug yourself. Yeah. Give a, give tea it up a quick plug. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have a, I have my own podcast with one of my former teammates from Syracuse, Brooke Avery, and she's, she's got quite the personality. So we, uh, we teamed up and she actually plays uh, for the Riveters. Okay. Which is the New York team. And so, uh, yeah, we, uh, we have a podcast season two coming up uh, in, in September. So we'll be dropping some more there. Everyone check it out. But yeah, we just <laughs> talk about women's hockey, women's sports, highlight women's sports, all the good stuff. You know, we uh, try to stay out of the, out of the, the crap and just, you know, highlight the good things that's going on and in women's sports and women's hockey, more specifically the NWHL, like we have kind of the inside scoop. So uh, we tell right. some stories and what it's all about. That's awesome. Uh, so that's tee it up, but it's spelled T-E-A, right? Like like the drinking tea? Yeah. Like, yeah okay, yeah. perfect. Like so, spill the tea. Yeah, spill exactly. the tea. So everyone go check oh. that podcast out. Um, another thing, Lindsay, it was pretty cool. Uh, I saw that you were covering um, the NHL bubble when they were doing the playoffs last year in Toronto. Um, could you maybe just touch like a little bit on kind of what your role was and like maybe just like a little bit of an inside scoop that maybe not everyone kind of knew about during that, during that time. Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that's when I peaked. So I got to go to, uh, <laughs> got to work in the bubble last year in, in Toronto. And um, so I was covering the Tampa Bay lightning for the Tampa Bay times so they, uh, one of my teammates, she knew I was into sports media stuff and trying to get into that, into the business. And so she was like, she reached out and she said, Hey, my cousin works for the Tampa Bay times. And, uh, you know, no one from, nobody really wanted anyone from Florida around them at the time. So they, they weren't able to come over to Toronto to cover. So they, they wanted someone on the ground. So, uh, she gave them my name and I touched base and they're like, yeah, well, you just be our eyes and ears in the arena. So I wrote a couple articles, a couple things, and then I just basically was uh, like on the ground and gave them, you know, if Victor Hedman's leaving the game, I'd let them know, you know, because the, ca- the cameras don't always pick that stuff up and uh, anything else was going on, like sat in on the press conferences um, and then got to watch. Like I'd stay, I'd go a little early and catch the game before. There's so many games going on at the time, right? So I, you know, I got to watch like Sidney Crosby and, like a couple of, uh, I was in, I was watching that game there. I was covering the game when they went into like five overtimes. Oh yeah. Oh my. I remember it must have been that. a long day of work. Did you get paid overtime for that or what? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately not. I was so cold too. I was oh. like, usually those rinks aren't too bad, but when they're empty, it's freezing. Yeah, I bet. That's yeah. crazy. No yeah, doubt. It, was, it was cool. That's hilarious. Um, so I guess we'll just one more question before we end it off here, Lindsay, uh, you touched a little bit on it before, but like, what are your goals, like playing hockey and then maybe after, after your career is done? 
Yeah, yeah, I definitely. I mean, the the dream job at the end of the day, the end goal is to be a sports broadcaster in some fashion. And I know, like, at the end of the day, I just really want to work in sports, work in hockey. Um, you know, I also like help coach uh, in the Tobago girls uh, hockey program there in Toronto when I'm back there. And so it's, um, I do, I do just want to work in hockey, work in sports. End goal though is uh, sports broadcaster. That's sweet. Any of those, That's super uh, cool. so any of those uh, broadcast channels would be lucky to have you. Oh, thank um, you. For sure. Anyways. Anyways, thank you very much for your time, Lindsay. We really appreciate you coming on. Uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll have you back on when you when you guys are in season, so we can get a we can get an inside look on the NWHL and how everything's going there. For sure, definitely, for that'd sure. be sweet. Oh, thanks, guys. This is fun. Thank you very much. Talk to you later, Lindsay. Thanks, Lindsay. Thanks for coming. All right, Lindsay. Thank you very much for coming on. We always appreciate your time. That was. I thought that was our best interview yet, boys, honestly. Yeah, I know, yeah. I know we, for our first one. For our for not interviewing the boys, I think that went super well. Yeah, Taver, I don't want to pump your tires here, but uh you carried that pretty smooth, bud. Thanks, boys. <laughs> yeah. you really did, yeah, man. Johnny, I, yeah, thanks 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 a lot, Tav. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was wondering if you guys were still on the call at one point. <laughs> <laughs> I had, to go, I had to go to gallery view just to make sure you guys were still sitting there. No. Me and Johnny are just in our own Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now we're, we're like, when are Taver and Lindsay coming on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my we're God. Private, we're private chatting back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that was, that was super good. Um, so I put it up on the Insta story just a couple of uh, random questions from the fans to ask so we could – Maybe just cap off the interview by doing that if you guys are down. Oh yeah, and we got our. Oh, I'm down. We got to We got to do our hits different segment as oh, well. Oh, that's right. Oh, hey, there you I go. I got bud. a good one. Ooh. I got a good one. Okay, let's do that right now then. Johnny, okay. Johnny, introduce the segment. All right, welcome back to our segment of this hits different. <laughs> diffy. No, it's a little things, different. Things that just hit a little different. diffy. Things that hit different, John. Things that hit different. Hmm. Oh, I'll say mine. I got mine ready. Okay, go ahead. All right. I don't know if you guys have you guys ever heard of sauna before? Sauna, yeah. Yeah, like a wood fired one though, like not the electric ones. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those hit different. And then like sleeping after that, like just going to bed after a nice hot sauna. Oh yeah, or taking a shower after a sauna too. Fantastic. Oh, just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, this one applied to me last year. So my, my roommate, uh, Connor Hamanek, shout out absolute beauty, but every Sunday morning he would make me an omelet. And when someone else makes you an omelet, they just hit different. And I was like, these are fantastic. <laughs> All I had to do was just clean up after. So I was like, ah, that's a fair yeah. trade off. Uh, things that hit different for me, I would say, after being in a hotel for a week, sleeping in your own bed for the first time just hits yeah. different. Then the next night, it just doesn't feel any different. But like as soon as you get back from like a trip and you just lay down in your bed for the first time, you're just like, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. As soon as your head hits the pillow, you're up. You're just sheets. So, yeah. Smell you. Yeah. Just sheets, huh, boy? Hundles? Hondo sheets. 
Okay, you're an idiot. Um, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> English, please. English next time. Yeah, we're an English podcast. Anyways, um, okay, we're gonna do a couple questions and then we'll call it a day, boys. All right. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Let's, okay. Uh, 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 uh. It's just quick answers. Quick answers only. Ready? Yeah. Where in, where yeah. in the where in the U.S. would you like to live besides Wisconsin? Arizona. Arizona. I'm gonna go California. Um, sure. They still got in and out there. Are ghosts real or not real? No. No. Uh, maybe. 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 I don't know. I, yeah. I don't, I don't know still, yet. I'm still I, scared of them, but no. Yeah, I, I, I've heard some spooky stories. <laughs> Who's the best driver in the group? Myself. Know your car. Yeah. Know yeah. your car. Yep. Yeah. Never knows his car, car very well. You got to know your car. That's what we always especially, say at school. Especially in the winter. Hey, when we're in the winter and we're just, we slide, spin. You like hit the ice and you're starting to spin out and everyone's freaking out. I'm just like, boys. Yeah. Everyone's boys. got the holy shit handle. You're like, boys, you just got to know your car. You just got to know what yeah. you're Do you remember when uh, uh, Rich, uh, our coach, called that meeting uh, near the end of the year? It was in the playoffs when that game got canceled, but like we didn't know. So we called the huge meetings. Like everyone's got to be here in five minutes. And so all you see is like down. Uh, yeah. Was it Hammond? Tower. No, yeah. yeah, yeah everyone, everyone's driving down the one street to go to the rink, and like it's just like a lineup of the boys. <laughs> and Tavers taking a, taking the turn at the lights so hard, and he sticks his hand out the window. He's like, "Come on, come on, <laughs> yeah. come on, boys! We got we got three. Yeah, so we we had a game canceled because uh, of COVID. Because of COVID, and <laughs> we're sitting at home, and it was like nine thirty, or no, it was nine forty, and we get a text in the group chat from from the coach saying. Meeting at the rink at nine forty-five. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're like, what? Five minutes? Yeah. We got stuff on, on the a game stove. Day too. Yeah, we're starting to cook. We we're on supposed the to have a game. Yeah. And so we're like, all right, hop in the whip, boys, and then we started bombing it there. Everyone made it for nine forty-five, but like, I was at the front of the convoy line. I was waving everyone on. I was like, yeah. come on, let's go, <laughs> move, move, move. <laughs> that was freaking hilarious. Okay. Um. Most important is hot dog a sandwich? Yes or no? No, no. If you say yes to that, you should be in prison. <laughs> Marty, is hot dog a sandwich? I know you don't eat hot dogs, but I'll say no. Okay, good. Good. Uh, pizza or tacos? Pizza. Tacos. Pizza. Junior hockey ruined pizza, so kind of, but not toppers. Kind of, but yeah, not toppers. <laughs> kind of but not really shout out <laughs> shout out our boys at toppers pizza um, toppers buffalo chicken <laughs> uh favorite yellowstone character rip oh i hate rip i like what? rip rip's a beauty i'm gonna go with casey i like casey too i, I actually i like beth she's yeah beth, beth, <laughs> beth is an absolute baller hey dude she'll let you yeah. know how it is yeah, you like her, eh, John? Oh yeah. Yeah, you want to? You, you say yes. She says yes or no. There's no. There's no gray area when it comes to shit. That black and white, one way or the other. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. She's um, a gangster. Favorite classes? Class you've taken at college? Square, Square dancing. dancing. <laughs> Square dancing. Yeah. Dude, people at home cannot believe that that is a. Yeah, college. they're gonna be like. No, we said class at college that you got credits for. Yeah, we know. Square yeah. dancing. No, full three credit classes. Yeah, three credits. 
And our exam was to make up a square dance and name it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Favorite pizza topping? Pepperoni. Uh, Yeah, pepperoni. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, probably. That's just standard. Does pineapple belong on pizza? No. Hell no. Nope, 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 nope. Okay. Um, I think that's it, boys. I think we're good. Anyway. Oh, yeah. That was a good rapid fire segment. Maybe we should make that a segment. Who knows? Yeah, we need um, a good name for it. We'll think of a name for next week and we'll introduce it. Yeah. Sounds, sounds good to me. All right. Good episode, boys. Thank you for everyone, as always, for tuning in. Cheers, Cheers. boys. Fellas. See you, fellas. Ciao. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.